Welcome to Inside Out Podcast. Here is your host, Sean Barnes. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Out Podcast. I wish Michael... And yes, I've just got a cold introduction today. Yes, Michael. Well, I'll tell you a factor that Michael actually, before we get going on this uh, pretty sad day, as I'm being honest. Hey, oh, yeah, 100%, man. <laughs> it's uh, the ball buster, indeed. Yeah. But before we get into the shit stuff, and by the way, for the record, this is Thursday the 24th of February. 2022. <laughs> this is the evening time and yes you're probably thinking what is that thing I was going to tell you about Michael well let me tell you Michael is probably the only person that I know who knows what to do with a ballpoint pen and an apple <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but anyway um, I'll leave let the imaginations run wild yeah, and um, we can add my bum to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> One of the staples of the Inside Out podcast is our news source. The there, Janice people have uh, heard, obviously. I think um, we need to, you know, as they say in the business world, take this offline because I think it's shite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest uh a few times I've been on it, but it's not great. Yeah, I just get my news from Reddit. Mm. Reddit here, Reddit there. You get advice on, um, get advice on um, anything you want. You can you can talk about um, your specific kind of work, and you'll get like professional answers and all this stuff. It's just I just love it. It's I think I've spoken about it as many times before, but Reddit is also a great place for like resource, but news and seeing some of the stuff that happens happening in Ukraine. Oh my fucking god, Putin, what oh. the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, holy shit. That's why I was saying it was a sad day, because this was the first day of the, yeah, war is breaking out, man. Last night, it just so happens that uh, Ayla, my youngest daughter, was, is, well, it's still ill, but was really kind of, really properly ill yesterday, and I was up with her a few hours in the morning and then boom, I looked at my phone when she went down and that's when I seen the first initial attacks. I was just like, holy shit, this is, f- this is fucking crazy. No way. I was like refreshing that. Ah, this must be a prank. Refreshing. Then I seen it on news sources, BBC, Sky. And I was like, oh shit, here we go. This is it. Oh, that great life, that great life. I was looking forward to it. Gone. Nuked. <laughs> like, it's fucking scary shit. People are like, yeah, you're overreacting. Well, let's be honest. Did you expect uh, Russia to invade Ukraine? I know that happened in 2014, but I didn't. The rest of the world thought they were bluffing. And they were literally pay- like playing the cheekiest fucking chess move possible. I'm going to put it there. Say I'm not actually going to do something, but hey, when you turn around, I'm fucking invading Ukraine. <laughs> exactly. And that's why they were saying it. It was like, well... Okay, you're doing this trial, which is just a training exercise to surround our country. So you're going to surround our country through a training exercise. Okay. The, the, what happens is one of the Russian, but it was Putin, he's got a, a fetish for the shape of the Ukraine country. He's like, hmm. Brushka, <laughs> <laughs> hotty, hot, hot line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's who you're going to get uh, from my Russian, to be honest. Yeah, I just think about uh, Russian vodka. Because he must have been on vodka when he made that decision. Yeah, he, uh, he's obviously, his roots were in the KGB. And to you fans out there, it's not Nick a Buck of Glory. It's... <laughs> Breaking news! This is... I can't believe we didn't mention this so far. Can you believe it? It is our 10th anniversary episode. This is shooting the shit. Episode 10. Oh my God. Well, you know, talk about addressing the elephant in the room. This is no hardy thoughts. 10th anniversary. So, Michael, I am going to ask you a question that's only worthy of the 10th anniversary <laughs> of Inside Out podcast. Yes, I will shag you. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Inside Out Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at InsideOutPodcast.com. <laughs> that will be a wrap for tonight's show, today's show, wherever you are. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Looks like daddy's getting his hole. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. There's this funny there was this funny <clears throat> memory in school that's just came out of my head. I don't know if he listens to this or if he doesn't, whatever. Maybe somebody'll tell him that I said this specific thing that happened in school. This guy called uh Ryan Turner. We were in history class and we, I don't know, we always sat beside each other, had a fucking laugh, man. <laughs> like Great laugh. And I just remember one time he's like, hmm, I am flicking the bean. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Ryan. Ryan did. <laughs> I just turned to him, like, pissing myself laugh. <laughs> and the, and the, there was a, a teacher in the class, and I'm pretty sure maybe even a substitute one. And they're like, Ryan. Michael, what was the question I was going to ask you for the uh, 10th episode? Well, I'm about to deliver it to you. Yeah, sorry on that. We went on a massive uh, goose chase we were going on across. Welcome back to Tangent Airlines. Oh, you went this way? We go that way. This way, that way, and then back to this way. <laughs> Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the funny thing is, it's like, Tito will be thinking, well, you know what, as you were, as you were just saying that and you're going to come up with a question on the spot, well, that is a great way to buy time to, in order to think of a good question, is <laughs> live up to the expectations that I gave it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to know the God-honest truth? Oh, God. I have no idea what the question is still. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call in the game, catching yourself out. <laughs> but uh, I do want to uh, go back to uh, the gaming chat just for a few moments um, there's two very big games coming out oh. at the beginning of March oh, yeah. for PS5 which I'm super excited about Michael I think you know what the two games are but the most I don't know I'm excited for both of them but the first one Gran Turismo Seven oh. for PS Five looks unbelievable. You you look at that uh, graphics and gameplay, and then go back to the first time you ever played the game. Look how far we've oh. come! Oh fucking hell! Unbelievable. I actually was on uh, YouTube, and I was like, "Well, I'll put in the differences, like, or to go through the series in Gran Turismo just to see like clips of the gameplay and that." Taking oh, the on the on the like every um, year it gets journey, yeah. Unbelievable like improvements every time. Well it wasn't even every year because it's been going on for like bloody twenty years. I know, but it's it, it's seen as like the epitome of simulation. Car 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 game is simulation and yeah. obviously it does come from Japan and they're so like <laughs> anal about all the intricate bits like to the T and this is why the game is so fucking good. I remember how mm. much you can customise the car. It was way, way ahead, obviously before the likes of Forza and all these other games, you're like, Whoa my god, they're putting them proper kind of like time into it and then um Aye. It was fucking hard. <laughs> and then when you mastered the mastered a car or that, you're like, Yes. And then you start going around and racing folk. I I think uh Racing games are underrated. Oh, 100%. I absolutely love them. And I get addicted to them when... Like, there's not been a good racing game for a while, I would say. <laughs> You're going to go Need for Speed Underground 2, pal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, like, trotter racing. Like, the trotter simulators and the, the the cars all feel different because, obviously, they do in real life. So, they've yeah. paid attention to every, every detail that you can think of... Uh, they've already they've got it in that game like I, I don't even know how big the game is on your PS5 I bet it's more than 100 gig oh I mean you've got the likes of Call of Duty there's 100 gig now of course it's going to be at least that um, it's yeah. funny how that's accepted and we need to wait sometimes ridiculous amounts of time I mean not as much as it used to be because of the improvements uh, 
broadband and speeds and having fiber um protein fiber we have some fun great uh, <laughs> ad <laughs> oh. put me in the mood for some breakfast cereal now um but yeah that's that's the difference yeah, you're 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 not you're not gonna have a CD anymore. You're having to download all the stuff, and I don't yeah. know. I I think it could be done a little bit better having, I don't know, like certain edges across the country where that area or region would be getting this, and it'd be faster instead of there should there should be some sort of caching area. Mm. Personally, I think that's how they could improve the service, but maybe I'm just being picky and they're already actually doing that. Honestly, the technology is there. Like, 5G is faster than most Tito's broadband. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and the capacity on the network's there for sure for 5G. But the thing is, it's monopolised by businesses, man. So, like, if if you think about, like... Do you think 5Gs give you cancer? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're telling me? No, I would would love the... Like, you don't have a home internet because everything's hooked up to bloody 5G, yeah? Like, Wi-Fi can be slower than 5G. Yeah, crazy. Very crazy. I remember going down uh, Princess Street, um, Edinburgh, for you uh, worldwide viewers. <laughs> um, Listeners. Viewers. And when you're on the bus or just walking down Princess Street, you can find that your 4G connection just goes because you're the amount of people in one spot i don't know why that spot is it's absolutely shite the same every time uh, yeah cutting off but not but since it's been 5g though not not once yeah i'm sitting there looking at milfs near me <laughs> <laughs> all right michael you fancy coming into my place <laughs> <laughs> no on Lothian Road. <laughs> <laughs> Go down to Dundas House and we'll have a uh, shot of the saunas. <laughs> <laughs> we can get warned in that data centre. <laughs> Every time you come and see me, there's always a happy ending. Well, Michael, breaking news uh, has come this week. Um, if you're a Marvel's movie fan in Canada... Uh, Netflix is not going to get any rights to the Marvel movies anymore. It's going to all be on Disney Plus or whatever. Whoa. That's a big change, eh? Um, They're going to lose quite a lot of their number of people. It's amazing how that's happening. That like Disney's actually the potential probably to be the best service based on how much they've got for licenses and what they own copyrights. They just go, yeah, we can see where the people are going, but we know what they're wanting to view. Let's just bring it all back in-house again, and, uh, yep, you can pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Because, like, you think about that, that movie, uh, Red Notice, it's got Ryan Reynolds and The Rock in it. Oh, I've not seen it, actually. It's actually really good, and it's, like, it's really funny as well, so... Does he do The Rock Bottom in it? I, I don't think so. I don't know. I can't... There's a lot of fighting scenes, though. So. But if he doesn't do the fucking rock bottom, why the hell would I watch it? I'm wanting to see the eyebrow raising, the can he mind the rest of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, God, throw the dog a bone. <laughs> <laughs> this bone's got, this boy's got no teeth. <laughs> Here's a question for you. This year, based on what you know, maybe even rumours as well, what technology are you looking forward to the most uh, this year? Because there's quite a few choices here. And it doesn't have to be stuff that you would buy or want to buy because it's expensive. It could be anything at all. The dildo mouse that, you know, you can use it as a dildo, but when you (laughs) smash it quickly down, it turns itself into a mouse. I'm, I'm looking forward to using that. Like a couple <laughs> of occasions, I've had the mouse in my hand and went, you know what, see if this was a dildo. Well, they've been fine. So, I invented it. <laughs> <laughs> right here, think- right now, you can buy the dildo mouse. <laughs> <laughs> £10 guaranteed 
Lifetime Insurance. <laughs> in all stores, Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, if you're listening on Spotify, no, it's not an ad that's came up in the middle of your fucking episode. <laughs> so, um... It's that fucking idiot Michael Cordimudi. Get him out. <laughs> oh, uh, the listeners that really dislike commercials. So they're like... If, if there's any more commercials in this podcast, I will not be listening. Well, I'll tell you something. If you don't like it, don't listen. <laughs> that was a quote from Michael last week. <laughs> if, you, if you don't like a lumpet, don't like a lumpet. That was the one I, uh, I used to hear uh, from. Uh, used to hear? Used to hear from uh, my grand. Absolute class. There's just something about the way like grandparents speak and their mannerisms and that. Oh my god, man. Absolutely love it. I feel like you're going back in time with them, eh? It's great. When you think about that stuff, you mean? Aye, you just go back in the, in the, in the kind of things he's talked about and going down to the dancing. Oh, fuck it, yeah! And you, what's the, what, does it, what does dancing mean? It means getting out your absolute tits and alcohol, smoking as much cigarettes as you can and getting your groove on. Seeing if you can pull. That's what going down to the dancing was all about. In uh, North America, um, I don't know. Nightclubs. Nightclubs. Yeah, I guess nightclubs. You want to go to Rogers? <laughs> I have been looking on The Verge for the last uh, 30 seconds or so, and... <laughs> After slating them earlier on? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm backing up my own statement from referring to less than probably 20 minutes ago on this episode. <laughs> I said that it was shite. I stand by that statement. Go well, on the right now and find a decent bit of news. Shite. Nah, I'm good. I, don't, I want to touch back on the um, Ukraine stuff. You know what, I thought this was going to be, because it's 2022, I thought this is going to be all kind of fought cyber-wise, there'll be no actual, there'll be no violence, don't be fucking crazy, they're not actually going to invade them, they're not going to use jets and helicopters, nah. <laughs> fucking hell, man, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. There's a video i seen where a jet just comes out of nowhere and fucking uses missiles against a building, I was just like, oh my, and you hear the screams of kids in that, it's just like, oh my fucking god, oh. this is horrible, what's going on, yeah. like, when you think about it, how many people's lives are being affected by one fucking person, how, yeah. how, but the thing is, you've got so much control, and the KGB have got so much control behind the scenes that, like, any people that are against them, where are they? Yeah, exactly. Where are they? Can somebody tell me where they are? Where are Putin's enemies? Yeah, fucking six feet under. Guy is a fucking true gangster. And, uh, I told, I think I spoke to you earlier about Roman Abramovich. Mm-hmm. I can't even see his blood in second me. I mean, anyway, you know I'm talking about the Chelsea FC owner has been barred from uh, coming back to, to Britain because he has an affiliation with Putin in terms of giving him money. Which is... That that is fucking crazy. Like he's funded some of this shit. He, exactly, he's a fucking war criminal. I I don't know how they're going to last because so they're in invading right now. I I've not checked it in the day a few hours, but the sanctions all the countries are putting on them, like financial, like economical, like their economy is going to go to zero, and it's not going to take long to go to zero. Because of the sanctions. So, like, does this, at this point, is it like, okay, because they're clearly already going into the middle of it. They're going to dox the military in and and basically wipe them out, right? That's what he's going to, that's what they're going to do if they go through it, obviously. Yeah. But if they back out, you think he's a person that would back out? I really don't because it's the ego side of things. Yeah, it makes no sense to back out to really save your economy and your country. Or do you just, or do you, like, do you, you just fucking keep going? We're going to find out next week this could be, when we were talking in this podcast, we could find out what actually could be. But I think you're right, though. I feel like he wants to kind of, well, if you're going to fuck about the economy, I've got really nothing else to lose. Let's just go for it. Yeah. We'll just drag as many people down as possible. 
Yeah, I really hope that's not the case, man, because like that when it's that reckless, that means yeah. that other countries are gonna get involved and then yeah. Well that's then that's that's world war, right? <laughs> yeah, that is world war. I don't want a fucking world war, man. I've got two kids and anyway, if even if I didn't have kids I don't nobody wants a fucking war. It oh man. That's why like the thing is like the the, the countries that are allies like the NATO and all that they uh, are only protecting the NATO countries you know what I mean so they're probably not going to they're not going to fight Russia fiction yeah oh yeah actually Russia put a threat out and said if any other countries uh, mess with our business you will feel the full force of Russia and you'll not know what hits you like (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, that you've never seen any such devastation in your history. Along the lines of that, and it's just like, whoa, fuck! This guy's cuckoo. Not Iron Brew Thirty Two cuckoo. I'm talking proper cuckoo. He is in power of a country. He, uh, <laughs> it, like, screams the whole Trump thing again. To be honest, and who loved Trump? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mr. Putin. <laughs> Fucking crazy man. When Biden came in, he must have been pissed off. Yeah, well, he's seen traits of himself and Trump going against fucking everybody, all this shit. That's why I liked him. I think um, Trump was also one of the first uh, presidents for a long time to visit, like, China and stuff like that. Like, totally broke... He did bro- break the mold in terms of that hmm. um, connection, but I'm not saying he's a fucking unbelievable. That's, I guess... Interesting to see how what the hell would what would Trump would have done in this position? Honestly, I would have liked to have seen it. Do you think he would have just went in guns blazing? Because they could have, they would kept their cool not to. Because eh? they could have just been like, "Yeah, well, it's fucking war. Let's go." And obviously, Joe Biden's not that guy. It just shows you the right leaders need to be in place because it's that yeah. guy or those men, women, whatever who get to make that call like at the end of the day it's going to come down to one of them and they go yes or no and it's their decision and that's so many families that are instantly affected for the rest of history because yeah. somebody's died or been like hurt badly or something like that it's just like holy yeah, was, shit uh, i was uh, like obviously there's no question how bad it is and uh, there was a thing on the news uh and there was the they sort of the reporter was interviewing somebody who was in that gridlock traffic trying to get out of that. They were interviewing on, and he was just like started crying, eh? Because he was like, that she's like, where are you going? Like, obviously, you're clearly leaving the the city, and yeah. uh, he says, well, I'm I'm going to get my my daughter and my grandkids because oh, I need to get shit. them the hell out of here. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if he was alone or what the story was exactly, but. That's what happens, eh, it man? Is, it's literal fear, and I, I really hope throughout the whole of my life I don't get to that point and feel that sort of fear. And the the fucked up thing is, it's out of my control to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. do you think those people had the control of that? No. Like, they were just unfortunate, yeah. and that, that fucking sucks. And I, I, I was actually watching something on YouTube yeah, earlier on, and I think UK have already started to give aid to like um, Ukraine. I think it's a hundred, a hundred million and stuff like that. Um, but you know what? Like, uh-huh. I get why they've done it. But then you also get the the other side where people are like, well, where the fuck's that money came from? Why are you not using it internally? <laughs> yeah, those questions will come up later, probably. But like at this point, it is an emergency, man. It's, this is a world in emergency. This is for not Boris Johnson, mate. This is a great way to cover up a lot of shit. Like, oh, we don't have money. Uh, yeah, yeah, because um, yep, we had to give it to Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, covers but their story nice, and uh, also the the shite with the gas prices. Like, there you go. You did nothing, but it's fine. There's war, Russia, and U- Ukraine. What's happened? The oil prices have went up to a fucking hundred dollars a barrel. Ah, yeah. we're fine. We're good now. There you go. There's a cover story. Because no matter what, there's gonna be there's gonna be a shortage for sure. Because there's gonna be a delay in that there. And I know, like Canada said earlier, well, you know, since 2014, we've been sourcing our stuff from other countries because of what happened with Russia and that. 
but they're still they're still dying from Russia. That I don't think it's as bad. Like there'll be a shortage. Don't get me wrong. Like compared to what there was, and people, but people might be traced out to like simple things like heating, heating. Fucking unbelievable, man! Like I was, well, actually I would say heating is more essential, but yeah, like definitely heating, like <sighs> not being able to support yourself. Like that's a basic kind of right uh, to heat your home, have water. That, oh, but then again, I guess we're taking it um, for granted because there's obviously countries in the world where that is not a basic need. It's exactly. a would like. Do you think the, the the world will ever get to a point where that is never a thing? Will we be able to? I don't no. think we'll see it in our lifetime. But do you think is uh, do you think it's possible? Because obviously the stuff that's happening with Elon Musk wanting to go to Mars is that just like, are we oh this is the shit just getting left to Earth, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a huge segregation of human, like, life. Huge. Well, if this happens, segregation of wealth. Well, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. Social, social, uh, social status. Oh, look, look at those poor ass fuckers working for our company so we could have made it right here on Mars. That's right, <laughs> you've made it to Mars again. Thanks for writing, Elon Musk. <laughs> Poof, and we got you to Mars. <laughs> He's back again this week, Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> He's back bloody every week. Pretty much. Either Elon Musk or Tesla. Yes, I know you're rolling your eyes, listeners. Tesla again. Yeah, they'll be here forever, don't worry. And uh, talking about shit, well, shite, aye. (laughs) The Parliament renovations in the UK, which is obviously down in London, uh, they were getting the Big Benjamin fixed up from pa- taxpayers' money, I can't remember how much it was, but to renovate the rest of the parliament, it is going to take approximately, or they said it could take, 76 years and cost £22 billion of taxpayers' fucking money. Are you off your tits? £22 billion. What the fuck? Who, ma- who makes these fucking decisions, mate? Oh, that's not my money. Don't have to worry about. Let's do this building. We're going to do it crazy extravagant and, yeah. Don't care. Don't make it cheap. That's exactly what it feels fucking happen. And it takes seventy-five years. It's like it, it mate, mate. It's like that fucking uh, place in Barcelona, Gaudi's bloody. Um, oh yeah, it's gonna be finished. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Cool. I went. It's gonna be finished soon. I think, or it's nearly finished. There's people that worked on that. I've never even seen it finished, and now it's coming to the end. Like we're seeing hundreds of years of work. It's fucking class. Let's try to double check what the hell the name is. Let me interrupt the show for a quick commercial. Yes, <laughs> tuning out. It's only going to last 10 seconds. Please fast forward 10 seconds. Yes, I know it's awkward when your iPhone only goes forward 15 seconds. Yeah, that you're going to have to go 15 and then go back another 15. <laughs> so you may as well just listen to this commercial. Yes, you're fast forward at 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 seconds, and there's still not been any commercial. Anyway, the time slot's done. Over to you, Michael. Well, I, I hate to say it, but I'm still struggling to find out what the hell this bloody name is. But, you know, I'm sure somebody will tell us. It's, uh, I don't know, some sort of church thing. It's got loads of high story twists and bends and all that shit. But, yep, so good I forgot the name of it. <laughs> back to you in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back to Inside Out Podcast after that lovely commercial break. Well, you know what, Michael? I'll need to tell you the question <laughs> that nobody's been asking. I know. I know what it is, Daddy. I found it. It's called La Sagrada Familia. Ese. Me, I remember going. That was actually the last holiday I had before I had range. Um, great, great place. Barcelona's. I, I, was ve- I was one of these people that thought tapas was... Nah, and then when I tried the King of Tapas, beautiful. I wish I could share the same excitement. Oh, you like it? Not a seafood guy. Well, it's not just seafood, man. You've got like uh, tomato bread, you've got. Oh, that stuff's not there. 
Oh, it's great, man. Then you get like peppers and you've got some other stuff. You've got salamis and meats and oof. No, I would try it. Not, I thought it was just seafood. Nah, and cheeses. It's just like, like loads of foods in small plates and you can have like mixture. And There's a place in Edinburgh called Café Andalus. I'll take you there, pal, next time you're here. Uh, very good food. Lovely. Do you, do you like, have one hand holding the plate and the other hand tapping your ass? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's like you've actually watched me eat, and I, I do, and I make like horse noises and I like, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, food is so good though, man. I, I just love trying new foods and new places and that. It's I one think of the best things to do, like on the weekend or something, like just going out to a, a new place or even just to getting uh, takeaway and that. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually saying this to Karen, my wife. Like it's shout out Karen. Was it? Was it her? Um, let me see. <laughs> Running through my processor, which is not working very well today. Um. Can't remember. I think so. If not, then I will. Anyway, the thing I was saying is, it's crazy how some people, like, oh no, it was my actual workmate Jordan. That's who it was. How you just crave a shite food and get such a good feeling out of it, and you're like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. People crave for that shite. Battered pizza, battered pizza, battered everybody. Where, why have you battered everybody? Oh, doner kebab, king rib supper, the whole fucking shite. Why? Yeah. Don't mean that. That's what it is, man. Like, it's so strong. Like, people crave it, and <laughs> I'm one of them. A wee Chinese or something at the weekend? Bloody hell. Oh, it's good. Chinese food's good. Here, tell you what, man. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert to the listeners. We did an indie podcast last week. Very abruptly, I add. But it's fine. Um, because... <laughs> Um, just giving you a three one in this in the end uh, very soon because sticking of dopamine hits. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael, back to the question that nobody's yes. been asking. Yes. Has Sean finally found the end? No, he's not. And then moving on, the mask <laughs> mandate <laughs> in the UK, mate, or sorry, Scotland. Not with the UK, Scotland. To be listed on March the 21st? Yeah. Wait, How did I know that? <laughs> well, you've got sources. <laughs> on the side, G. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be really interesting. I think people are still going to keep masks on and transport. I think this is almost like a point of no return for the public. because Culture change, for sure. Yeah, yeah, two years. <laughs> We've basically become Japan. That's what they do all the time anyway. They, Japan or China, they always had the masks on. And I'm, I'm not being like a dick or that. It's legit, they did. No, especially when they were sick. They wore a mask to say I'm sick. I don't want it to spread the, the germs. Yeah, it's a fuck off mask. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, like, you, so you can picture like the comedy sketch, right? So you're in the office at work and it's obviously one of the most frustrating things, man. So when you're in the middle of something and someone comes up to your desk to ask you a quick question that actually takes oh, half an hour to talk about, they come up to your shit. desk and you just look at them and go, one second, and then you put on your mask because it's the fuck off mask and infected. <laughs> you know Please. What? Send an email to IT at... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? IT feels big time, man. So, I don't know why, like, I'm obviously I still am IT and I still do IT. I don't know why the department is treated so shit by the rest of the fucking business. Like, we're not some sort of shit on your shoes, some sort of servant that fucking, you say something, we do it straight away. Like, <laughs> what's going on? It's, so it's very difficult to deal with people that are speaking in a different tone but I, I'm more than happy to say to them look oh I'm actually a person like I'm not a piece of shit <laughs> exactly and it's more like if you talk to me like shit I'm totally not going to help you <laughs> yeah well we had those instances in standard life eh? name drop <laughs> <laughs> Keith <laughs> Scooch <laughs> so rewind for the edit we edit we, we experienced that indeed standard life <laughs> oh man but 
honestly, one of the things I think about is, you know, like our experiences in life teach us so much. Like, and I'm so grateful that back then, oh yeah, you know, I knew I wouldn't. Like, I just knew one of my standards was like, you know, I can take criticism, I can take feedback, but I cannot take someone being condescending and talking down to me. Like, and and I and I'm legit like don't care who it is. I, it's just not acceptable. And there's no instance where that should be allowed. Like, you can get angry in that, mm-hmm. and you can get frustrated, but, and you can express that, but, like, when it goes to a condescending tone, like, you're wrong, you're a piece of shit, you should know this, this is your fault, uh, that's when it gets a bit different. Yeah, because it gets proper personal, and then at that point there's no respect at all, and it's, like... 1v1 <laughs> no, exactly. no there's no bullshit it's, it's pretty um, pretty aggressive fast man to be honest as well uh, but yeah you just have to get on with it and I think you know it's really sad to see people in life you have to kind of go through that some people are not born by being able to do that sort of thing you need to go through a little bit of shit uh, and once you've been through the shit you learn from the shit that's the way it's been in my life. I've learned pretty good from shit. <laughs> People say it's shit, but I don't think it's shit. It's good shit. <laughs> I just but, think it teaches you something, you know, and, and, yeah. and I always think, like, um, like we talked last week uh, about, like, kind of, like, mental health stuff and that, and yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you're, when you're in a certain mindset, like, you don't see it uh, the way you used to, and that's the thing that's freaked me out, is, like, yeah. anybody that knows me knows that I'm an optimistic person, I'm, I'm driven, like when I want to achieve something, I really yep. would go all in and make sure it happens, and I make stuff happen because, you know, I work hard on that, but for a while I just, and I would still say, you know, full disclosure, maybe not even mm. properly now, or maybe I've seen glimmers of it again, but, um, like, when you lose all that drive and that, and it's because of, like, you know, it could be th- from many things, obviously, for people, but, like, anxiety, depression, you know, it's it's serious shit. Well, first of all, man, like, I fucking appreciate you sharing that stuff, and I hope others that are listening feel the same way, because, like, this is the stuff that I think needs to be talked about more in society. It needs to be talked about more in the workplace it needs to be talked more just in general this is not some sort of taboo subject like this is real shit that's happening to people <laughs> happening to us happening to you happening to people you know your mum your dad anybody like as we've said this sort of mental health does not discriminate it affects everybody so exactly. don't feel like you're alone <laughs> you're not Um, I know sometimes it feels like that and the brain tricks you into thinking you are alone Um just need to fight a little bit and then once you come away from the the kind of almost like your brain's kind of pushing you a different direction when you're out of that stage and you can take a zoom in out then you can assess the situation better and that's I guess how I managed my depression to be honest and my anxiety I try and take that extra couple of seconds and try to digest it because I feel like if you do that you're giving yourself more kind of compute power to come to a better decision because obviously yeah. if you do it too fast you're not going to know the whole picture and if you and if you do like it's natural to what to act fast because of the emotion behind it and that but um it is really is a good thing that people can get from just taking a bit of time to think about it and by the way like anybody who's going through anything right now like you know we've got all this stuff with russia and ukraine we've got a yeah. worldwide pan- global pandemic that everybody might not everybody some people might be good now no restrictions some are the complete opposite but regardless the the world has went through a, a really tough roller coaster time. man yeah, yeah so like you know, to say that you're not in as good shape as you once were, or you don't feel as good as what you once did, like, I mean, it's it's okay, you know what I mean, because yeah. you've been through a lot, and that's in addition to every other dynamic of people's lives, that they have that's very unique to them. Yeah, 100%, man. And I guess that, that side is also, 
the ways of dealing with it and understanding it and being open about it, I think it is also a lot bit of wisdom and I don't know about necessarily yeah. about kind of giving back, but like I don't want somebody to go through shit like I have done in my head. If I can help somebody stop that or talk them yeah. out of going too far in, then great. Like that's amazing. Like it's like to me, people are like how would you gauge your life like that 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 sort of thing for me. That is like mm. that's that's makes that's that make me feel like a millionaire. Money's money's not everything, man. Exactly. Like that's why I wanted to kind of share it briefly because um, the number one thing I did, and I'm not saying it's better now or whatever, but it's on the end. It's getting better, you know. You um, talking about your? You talking about the end? <laughs> 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 We're on the tenth anniversary, and it's uh, still not keen yet. So, okay, that was the wrong use of words. <laughs> I could just see it down in the newspaper. The end has not came. <laughs> Breaking news. So one, uh. one of the things that that I did was I always blamed myself. And that's because I always expect the best. I always expect to do something but do it well and do it the best I can. Right? Mm-hmm. So I've always got high expectations of myself. So when something's not working out or I feel a certain way and none of you don't even know that I've articulated it in this way before actually. But so when I'm going through things feeling a certain way mm-hmm. and that I always believed it wasn't a thought, like I feel this way because I didn't do something. Like I'm feeling uh upset or sad about this current situation going on but I stay in the house and don't do anything. It's like, you know, so I feel that my actions are, uh, like, the consequence of those or lack of is making it worse. Yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, like, yeah, like, logically speaking, we all know what to do. We know if you want to get in better shape, you need to exercise and eat better and have a more active lifestyle. Like, no matter what condition you have, pretty much if you do two of those things and you do them right and you do them with a professional who can tailor these things for you, right? Then, yeah, you can do it. But obviously, you know, there's so many elements to that. But, like, I just feel that, like, the best thing I did was (coughs) finally see that I'm fully accountable for my actions and I'm fully accountable for the things I do or don't do. It's yeah. on me, right? Cause, but equally at the same time, realising that it's not my fault that I feel this way. And then that's the point that we've been talking about when you feel a certain way. Like, if you don't feel right, like we said on this last time, yeah. it's the best news you can do is just get help. And, and it's not that I was ever ashamed to get help. I've got help for things in the past. I'm not ashamed about it. I just was in the mindset for so long that it's it's my fault. It's my fault. I feel this way. It's and and you can imagine that roller coaster every day thinking about that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm not doing this. Yeah, because you're Talk an idiot. You should have done this last week, and then you should have done. And then if you did this now, this would have made something else easier. And then you go through, you can tell it's exhausting, it's yeah, fucked. You're your own head. enemy, 100%. Yeah. Man. That's exactly it's, what... It's kind of like the, behind you, someone tapping on your shoulder going, ha-ha, you feel this way because you're not doing something. And it's <laughs> constant, 24-7. Maybe that's why they had the little devil. Yeah, it, it, it exhausts The devil in your head. It is exhaustion. And, and mental exhaustion is one of those things that affects the physical side as well because you just slump you're just yep. like but your muscles can go <laughs> but the thing controlling it all ain't doing that shit yeah it's like if your mind's not in the right place like you can't perform like you watch the rangers game the teddy bears were on earlier <laughs> the Dortmund have to cheat plug on the game but uh, great result but their minds had to be in the right place for that game because you had to be 
you know, in the belief that you can win and have the right formation and set up the right way. Because Geo changed the formation during that game and that saved their ass because at half time they were really backs against the ropes and they changed it at half time and I think they brought Barisic off and uh, brought somebody else on. The goal right after half time. Right after half time, instant goal. Yeah. One. And it was three at the back with the size, I think it was five in midfield, so they, they, they took control of the midfield, I think, and they. It's brave, brave fucking uh, tactics, and uh, yeah. Van Bronckhorst, he's, he's already shaping up to be an absolute class manager. We had to, actually were talking about it offline, seeing how good he was as a player. He played for Rangers, he played for Arsenal, he played for Barcelona. These are like unbelievable teams. These are not just the fucking run-of-the-mill teams. This guy was yeah. a class player, and I always remember his fucking goal in the World Cup for the uh, Netherlands. Oh my oh, God. I remember you told me oh. that a few weeks back. And I was like, what, what goal are you talking about? And then we watched it and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man, I fucking always remember it. He fucking spanked that. Actually, I don't know if you've seen that in the game when you're watching it. So the Rangers should have had another goal before they got the last goal, right? Is they took the... The, the, the defender had the ball and Lorelos basically jumped into the stage between him and the ball... There was no contact. The guy kicked the back of his leg because obviously he was going to kick the ball and the Relos jumped in and stole it, right? Guy kicked him and then uh, obviously uh, went down because he was obviously running and kicked him in the cell, right? Then the Relos broke away and then he, he, he went up, dragged the keeper out, uh, passed it to Ken and it, and it went in. And everybody was going nuts because that was the perfect time for that goal uh, in the game. And then... Uh, they went on the VAR, the video assistant replay, and the referee called it a free kick. And it was never a free kick. It was the most ridiculous decision I've seen. See, the thing is, see if you watch that in fast taste, you'd be like, no, I stole the ball. Like, that was the first thing I thought. And it was fast taste. Like, you couldn't see the details of that. And, like, I didn't know who kicked who or whatever, but it looked all right to me, uh, the tackle. And it's just when everything's going that fast... And I, I think the VARs uh, can can ruin it, especially because, you know, they're saying they've got it to stop, like, really to replace the referee's decision. They're trying to make every single decision perfect, yeah. It's, it doesn't work like that, man. Like, Not in football. You're gonna, there's no way to do it perfectly because clearly the people can get wrong decisions. Like, <clears throat> even the commentators are like, this is an absolutely horrendous decision. Mate, you know what it is? The game doesn't. I don't think the. It's like the om, the almost by enemy having this VAR system. Everybody loved the fluidity of the game, but now it's kind of getting broken up too much. And and to be honest, it's really heading towards the likes of rugby. Really. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Like the the goal goes in, everybody's going nuts and celebrating. Referee has no clue. Then they call the the guy on the thing gets something to go and check it. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think about that? Jimmy, are you there? <laughs> hey, I pal. Um, who's you support again? Man, you. Yep. Um, uh, it's a penalty to them. <laughs> <laughs> but we see what you think about it. I'm thinking of this perspective. Th- this 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 VAR system actually opens up the game to a lot more fraud. No. <laughs> Which is fucking ironic no. because it's meant to be there to stop it. Because some of the official... Uh, I don't know why I'm a supporter of Arsenal as well. And they're getting a lot of crazy decisions of VAR, by the way. I think they've got the most red cars in, in, in the league as well. And it's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> the VAR system's messed a lot of things up. And don't get me wrong, it's caught a lot of shit that should have got called and that. But that's the thing. It's, it's like, the, what happened with Rangers, obviously, in the end, nobody will talk about that as much. Although, they'll comment on it being a crazy, stupid decision. But they'll... Yeah. They'll move on because they went through. But see if that was the thing that stopped them getting through. <laughs> if that if, if, if they didn't score, if, if that goal Uproar, oh, didn't go in because they got the, the got told back to the VAR, Bruce you don't know up and scored and it was a draw and they went on to win. After that, the, everyone would have been going absolutely nuts. No, why? They'd have fucking ripped that stadium apart. Because when you look at that decision... I don't know if you've watched it, but it's absolutely ridiculous. I just watched the highlights, man. I was busy with the two kids. <laughs> Ali McCoy's was on the uh, commentary, right? 
Magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. No, he, he was trying to stay cool. You could tell like when that decision went against Rangers, uh, he was... <laughs> he was livid and you could tell he was livid and he was like it was absolutely shocking there, there was absolutely no contact on the relish <laughs> I loved that bit of the end of his voice eh? uh, <laughs> he's like he's pushed that last bit of fucking oxygen like I shit <laughs> <laughs> but you know what that's the passion he's got for Rangers it's fucking class that um, it's a shame it didn't work out for him as a manager but these things happen, man. Like that's why it's really special with the likes of Van Bronckhorst who did have the technical ability and, and played the game fucking well to high standard, is able to bring the same kind of standard for for management. Yeah. It's that you got you gotta think about the skill involved in that, right? He was watching the game unfold at the end of the first half. Yeah. And he didn't just think about like obviously to most people it was like, Well, they gotta change something at half time, right? Because they were going on to score, they had the momentum, everything, right? You're like, he's going to have to change something. But then then you're talking tactics, and then it's limitless. Because the Rangers don't have as many top-quality players as what they do when you look at their team. Oh, no. But the way they set it up and played the game was absolutely on point. And, yeah. and by the way, I'm not just saying this as a Rangers fan. Like, I think most people would agree that, fan, that right. going out to the second half of that game... Like, what Gio did was, like, well, the tactics he deployed Gio, in the second half. Gio, Gio, Gio. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't be bothered saying his full name. <laughs> Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Anyway, I don't have anything else on my list, Michael. Uh, maybe we shouldn't do this next week if we've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I always have so much to talk about, like, even though no, it's, like, it's I got no idea before. It's because we're shooting the shit, and, you know, I'll... I'll I'll leave it on this last, you know, un- misunderstanding. I don't know. Everybody does this. I know everybody does this. Michael, just Why? before you say that, uh, yes, <laughs> I will say my good nights right now. Happy, <laughs> what is the day you're wa- watching or listening to this? <laughs> watching it? Before you say that, Michael, um, <laughs> I would like to say my good nights to the listeners. All good right. night. <laughs> right, I'll leave you on this. Why is it when you open a fridge, you see what's there? Then later on, five minutes, ten minutes, I don't know, 15 minutes, maybe an hour, you come back and you think it's going to be fucking changed. What is that? <laughs> <laughs>